This is a safe space where we can illuminate the dark wounds to heal and transform into our highest selves. It's called being fucking authentic with your host, Layla. It's called being fucking authentic with Layla. And today we have a really cool guest. Honestly, somebody that I've met through my other podcast and the world of the internet. And her name is Leah. And I'm going to have her introduce herself. And we're going to talk about what we're going to cover today because it's some interesting stuff. So Leah, tell us who you are, where you are and what's going on. Um, I'm Leah. I'm in Colorado. And um, boy, I don't even know where to start. I just, I am someone who found Layla through podcast and Instagram and really just am a part of the big spiritual community. And I have been actively in it since I was 22. I'm 26 now. Um, but I've always been like sucked into and like attracted to like tarot and things like that since I was like 16 um and um I've been reading tarot since I was like 16 but not in depth like I do now um and I my biggest two mediums are tarot and meditation and my pendulum probably. Mm, I love it. And also we'll be adding um, healer to that as well soon, but we're not yeah. there yet. We're soon, 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 soon. Um, <laughs> and I've always felt that about your energy. You know, I always knew. Oh, I totally know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can like feel it. And I think yeah. even now you're feeling it brew more and more and more, which is so cool. So I really yeah. want to talk about, you know, this is something that's been like a really big issue that I wanted to talk about for a while with starting this new podcast is, you know, physical disabilities and the spiritual world. You know, it's a really big topic. I think, you know, sometimes too, Leah, like, tell me what you feel about this too. I feel like in the spiritual community, there's a lot of like weird shade with physical disabilities and you know I I you know I was going back and forth I was like shit should we talk about this shit like should we really talk about this shit and then I was like you know what I am gonna (laughs) I am gonna fucking talk about it because I wouldn't be fucking authentic if I didn't talk about it and I think you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that yeah I do so why don't you tell us a little bit about your background with having a physical disability So at seven and a half, um, I started having joint pain. And at eight years old, I was diagnosed with uh, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Um, The the name of it now has changed to juvenile idiopathic arthritis because they, when most people hear rheumatoid, you think of like your grandparents and they're like, oh, their bones hurt, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, that's part of mine like I have joint pain in all of my joints from head to toe um but that's not um that's not like like people when you tell them they're just like oh my grandma has that it's like, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. no and I'm, I'm, I'm younger eight, dude <laughs> like right 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 and then then you get into this other realm of like people just telling you like oh have you tried like just like changing your diet like or like have you tried just like putting turmeric on your food or have you tried like crystals and it's like dude if these things worked I would do them all day long like I was on um low-grade chemo meds as a kid um that's how they treat some forms of it um I was on I I've had the amount of medical things I've had gives me a background of basically a medical student. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the vibe I was getting to. Like, you yeah, know a lot. like I know really a lot about bodies, even though it's not like a training I've had. It's just like a lifelong thing. 
And then I recently was diagnosed with uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which basically means um, when I change positions, my heart rate get, is way too, uh, like I get, it goes over 30 to 40 beats higher than it should. Wow. But like most people you stand up and like, do you know that feeling when you stand up too fast and you get like a, you like you see black for a second? Yes. That happens to me every single time I stand up. Wow. Okay. Um, and that can cause like fainting spells. It can cause like a lot of other weird things. Um, and that is recent and I don't, I actually think I've had it my entire life, but it was misdiagnosed as a panic disorder. They misdiagnosed that as a panic disorder? Yeah, that's actually very common. Really? Of standing Mm -hmm. up and getting anxiety? Yeah, because what happens is your heart starts pounding and you're like, fuck, what is happening to me? Like, oh my God, I'm scared. And some people aren't able to tell the difference of which causes which. Mm. For me, I got an Apple watch and you can literally see it. My heart rate just like leaps up. Like I stand up and it's like, out like sitting here, I'm like at like 60. I stand up, it goes up to 90. Like that's not normal, but it happens. Like, you know, it's um, so funny you bring up the watch too. Like I read yeah. on Facebook, this person that I'm friends with, sorry, like that st- little, oh, you're good. the the watch actually saved her life because she was going into V-fib. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's so yeah. interesting that you say that yeah you can it's super helpful like my parents got it for me because I was like like I had already wanted one and my mom was like let's just do it like yeah help. let's just do it it'll help me yeah. <laughs> and I really want one so yeah, that's okay there. so also I know that recently too I really want to talk about this too so we have all of this physical disability and all of these issues since we were younger we've also yeah. been extremely intuitive and sensitive what was that like also growing up oh man um so what, before all my arthritis started I'm I remember distinctly making a wish that I didn't want to go to school anymore and I thought the arthritis was my fault when it showed up because I made that wish because I didn't go to school anymore. I ended up being homeschooled for a lot of it because I literally couldn't go to school. I was in a wheelchair um, for a couple years there until I was like 10. And um, I, I just remember going to school and noticing people like noticing how they looked at me and how they watched me and it would you know, it would impact my self-esteem as a little kid. I was already really sensitive. I remember going home and being like, like, mom, I don't, I want to put a sign on my wheelchair that says like, don't talk, like, don't treat me differently. Cause like, I hated how people looked at me and like, cause the, people would always look at me like, why are you in there? Like, there's nothing wrong with those shape of your body. And I would have to explain. And I mean, some kids were really nice. Like, I remember like, so, uh during like recess we would play like I would let people use it on this one hill and I would sit on the hill like it was like like there's like mixed mixed reviews on that because like I remember all these different times of like be like noticing these kids and noticing like oh that kid needs help or like notice like just little things like I should be friends with this person and not really understanding like why I needed that I just did it um middle school and high school I found I always was drawn to the the quote-unquote broken kids that my and my mom was always like where do you find these people and it's like I don't know like why do you think they're finding you I think because I could help them um I I've always been a person who is just like non-judgmental and was able to listen um and that got emphasized even more when I was 17 because my best friend uh he passed away and um I realized after that that my actions would impact everyone around me like he he committed suicide and yeah oh my god what yeah Did, did he like ever try to come to you yeah so I actually caught him cutting and I was like dude like you can't do this. Like I showed up at his house with scissors and I was like, we're going to cut off all the sleeves on your shirts. If you're going to do this, you're going to show the world. And I was like, I'm going to tell your mom, I'm going to tell the teachers. And like, he, he, like, he told me that he tried to ask his mom for help. And I, and I even brought him to my house and was like, asked my parents to like talk to him. And I did as much as I could. And, um, at the end of the day, it didn't work, but 
Does he ever he, visit uh, you like in the spirit world though is what I mean. All the time. Really? Uh-huh. All the time. How does he visit uh-huh. you? So the first time he showed up was right after his death. And that was something we he and I like told each other whoever dies first, we would haunt the other one. It's like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah was, um, so the first time he ever showed up um was right after he died. And the song Kevin's song by the 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 Goo Goo Dolls yeah. uh, came on. Mm-hmm. And that, that was his name was Kevin. And and then it started playing a lot of Beyonce, which was his all-time favorite. And then it started playing music I didn't even have on my computer. Wow. Was this just and like I randomly? Freak, uh-huh. I freaked mm-hmm. out and shut my computer and was like, fuck this. I'm never fucked. I was like, I'm never logging on my computer again. I got so scared. Um, a couple of years later, when I moved to New Mexico, um, I had like lanterns in my room uh-huh. and they all fell down at once. And I know it was him just messing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I popped a tire on the side of the road and I was like on a really bad highway, uh, like scary area. And I just was in my car and I was like waiting for the tow truck and I was crying and I was like, okay, Kevin, like, I know you're there. Like, just show me, show me how this is going to work out. 10 minutes later, the tow truck guy shows up. The guy's name is Kevin and he's from Colorado, just like me. I was like, I was like, okay, I see you. I see you. Like, Kevin. All right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and this was all stuff leading up to me getting into heavily into the spiritual realm. So, um, once I moved to Albuquerque, I was going to school uh, at the University of New Mexico, and I had this one class, this nonverbal communication class, and my professor, who I'm amazing friends with still, um, they had a speaker who was a psychic. That's and cool. that was, yeah, and that was really, really cool when she read the class, and I remember, I, I have it written in my phone, the exact experience, because I, like, I was like, this is bizarre, this is the craziest thing I've ever experienced. The first thing that happened was my body was like drenched in sweat and I couldn't stop shaking, like shaking. Like I was like fidgety shaking. Like it was, I'd never felt anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like, I couldn't hold my energy. And I was like, you got to read me. Like you got to fucking read me. I was in the very (laughs) back of the class. And she, she looked at me and she goes, you're on the wrong path, which was something I had been hearing and knowing for a while. Like I was at that time, my major was English and I was planning to be a teacher and I switched to being a communications major a few weeks after this. And uh, she was like, yeah, and um, your friend is here and he wants you to keep writing. And I was like, excuse me? And after that, I went up to her after class and she was like, yeah, he's here. Like Kevin's here. And he just really, yeah. And wow. she, he just really wants you to keep writing. Like you haven't been writing in a long time and you need to, cause I was a writer. Like I have always written poetry. I've written, I've just always been a writer since I was God seven. I don't know. forever. Mm-hmm. Like I've always kept journals. I've always done like poetry, just everything. Um, and I was like, okay. And I just burst into tears, like, and just was like, thank you. Thank you. And she actually did like, um, weekly classes I used to attend. So that's how I got more and more into the stuff and like would go I like I we I went like every Wednesday for like two until the pandemic started so wow okay yeah okay um that was really cool that was a really so that's how I got like sucked into all this Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I couldn't pursue it as deeply as I wanted because I was a college student and like it was just kind of like my fun hobby you know like but and then I graduated last year in May and um I just, the job I had was so boring. I literally just sat on my butt and listened to podcasts all day. And that's how I found most of my podcasts and most of like have learned most of my things is through so many podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I found yours. I found this one called Moon Matters Astrology. Um, That one I really like. Uh, There's, there's so many, I can't even think of all of them right now. There's I have like my entire Spotify is just like witchy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you said that. And I love that you found me through a podcast that is so expansive for me to hear. And I love that. I actually found you through the moon matters astrology. I think it was someone, Sarah or someone was on 
her podcast and they were like check out these other ones and it was like some instagram story and i just was like clicking on it and i was like okay i'll check this out that's so interesting that's so interesting yeah yeah it's funny like when you have a podcast like who ends up finding you and then their story is always so resonant to yours and i feel like you know one of the reasons why we've connected too and why spirit is so strong in the ways that it is is that because you are a healer and i think you know yeah you know and i I definitely know it I think your next journey is like us working together and me attuning you. Like, I really believe that. I completely, oh, I got chills. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Uh It happens all the time. There's also been like, like, like the chill thing. You do get that? Always. The chill spirit, man. If you're hearing this and you're like, damn, I got a lot of chills. That spirit. Hello. Um, (laughs) They're here. I, I felt it so many times. Like when my friend Mary, she was like, um yeah I'm gonna marry this guy and I was like yep you are and then I was a bridesmaid the next year wow that's cool yeah so you've always been like so you've had your your disabilities but then at the same time you've been so connected to spirit at the same time it's interesting how both have come together and I know that we shared a little bit of this before the podcast I feel like this is good for you to say too you said that when you were little you were super scared and had a lot of anxiety regarding separation from your mom right all the time and Mm -hmm. my mom I do know for a fact my mom and I are connected very deeply um in past lives like we've been together for multiple multiple past lives like it's mm. not just one like we've been sisters we've been mother daughter where we both have changed roles many many times like we are not quote unquote normal mother daughter relationship she and i um she and i also both have the same moon sign we're both virgo moons wow okay yeah okay um she and i both are like like my mom and i are best friends but also we can rip each other's head off real fast do you feel like you and your mom are karmic incredibly mm-hmm. she is a teacher to me and I'm a teacher to her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah incredibly yeah. like it's it's sometimes it's too much <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know that's always funny too that's always in like a healer's life too there's always karmic relationships that need to be healed so you can move totally. on in the next life yeah, yeah. I wanted to I've ask been- yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead so you're good so this story um is kind of insane but it starts to connect to the buffalo spirit we were going to talk about <gasps> yes so I um about March of 2019 my boyfriend and I started dating and my dog that I have his name is Toby he showed up and I'm pretty confident I accidentally manifested him um, because the day before he showed up it was uh, whatever February 28th um, I kept seeing dogs on campus all over I saw like eight different dogs and I stopped to pet all of them because it's that's who I am mm-hmm. and Uh, The next day, this little dog, like this little puppy runs up to Mateo, my boyfriend and this other friend of ours while we're outside smoking. And this, this, I pick him up and that's my dog, Toby. He's been with me ever since. Um, He had a collar on and the the name tag and we called the phone number. The girl was like, yeah, that's not my dog anymore. You can do whatever you want with him. And I was like, okay, word, I'm going to keep him like cool oh my god and it was like it just worked out so perfectly like that he just beca- he just became like just part of the, the apartment and um and after that um about a week later we went to Lake Powell in Arizona mm-hmm. and I had I did like one of my first like deep meditations to call like just any creature or animal or spirit that I wanted to talk to And I remember standing there just like with my feet in the sand and just like waiting and like feeling just like just the earth, just like feeling all the the wind and everything on me. But I never got anything come through strongly until literally a year later, uh, the pandemic started and I had just gotten off of antidepressants and I was super, super anxious. And my um that wish class I was talking about we've switched like virtual tarot card readings okay and I kept pulling uh, I have these animal medicine cards and I kept pulling the buffalo 
I was like, I'm just going to meditate on the buffalo, see what happens. And so this buffalo comes to me like so clear and just takes me and like I ride on his back and his name is King. That's what I call him. But he that's not his real name. It's just the name he told me to call him. Okay. Um, I guess probably because I can't understand his real name. But um, uh, he takes me he always takes me to somewhere like where buffaloes live, like just prairies and mountains and stuff, which is actually where I live now. Okay. Um, and he he is very much like a father spirit, very comforting, very protective. Um, we usually lay in the grass and he just tells me things like, like you got this, like you, you like it's very, very, very comforting. So that was the first time he ever showed up to me. And I just kept meditating on this buffalo. And I realized how deeply connected Buffalo I am um, later because during, for graduation, I got myself a really nice tattoo. I have a really big giant tattoo of a Buffalo woman on my leg. And the tattoo artist, she is also very intuitive and like very spiritual. That's why I liked her. And she is like, dude, I was up to like 3 a.m. drawing this. And I realized I had to switch it because that's the, the concept I gave her was a woman with like that was that was an actual buffalo and for her she swapped the concept and made the buffalo a mask for a woman hmm. and ever since I got the tattoo I'm like this is me like the buffalo spirit is me and right before I got the tattoo I found this picture that was right when I was first born my grandma my on my mom's side is holding me and on her shirt is a buffalo and I'm literally pointing to it like this no way I'm a brand new newborn. Like I've been alive a couple hours. Like your finger was like this way. Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the buffalo means to you? I still don't know. Why buffalo? I think I'm just heavily connected to it because like when we found the house we're living in, um, there's two herds of buffalo that live around me that have um, white buffalo, which are very rare. Mm-hmm. and uh, they they're some of the few that exist still they're going they're starting to go extinct um but they're breeding them here like there's baby ones here which are super oh cool to see. they're oh really God. cool mm-hmm. i'll have to try and take pictures but they're always really hard to catch because you're always driving when you see them mm-hmm. um, but they're just there's two herds and when i saw that i was like this is where we're going to live and there's also a mountain range like straight across that you can see called the buffalo mountain uh, it's buffalo mountain like buffalo peaks wow um, if you look it up yeah if you look it up and it literally looks like a giant buffalo just laid down there and was like this is where i'm sleeping what now. <laughs> yeah oh my god where are you again geographically i'm in the middle literally the dead center of colorado okay okay i okay. live in it's called hartzell but it's it's literally like the dead center of colorado everything i'm like we have a gas station, gas station and a tiny little market and that's it. <laughs> and, there's, mm-hmm. and there's, uh, like some houses, everything's dirt roads around here. Like it's, I live in the middle of nowhere. Like I'm about an hour away from any Walmart, uh, any fast food. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I love it. It's uh-huh. one of the most beautiful, serene, places um it's just it's gorgeous here it's it just absolutely super gorgeous. native and it also feels like yeah. I feel like I'm being called to ask you how yeah. is your father figure relationship because it feels like this buffalo is kind of your dad too yeah uh, my dad is my my I love my dad he yeah. and I are incredibly close I've been wrapped around his finger since I was a little girl and we just he's he actually is who I go to for comfort more than my mom. Wow. Uh, he's like the one who will listen and be very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, he always has been. My mom also has chronic illness. Um, so he and I always would just like go and like get sushi. Cause that was like, we wouldn't get yelled at for getting sushi. Cause she doesn't like sushi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she would have feel left out if we got sushi. So that was like, we, we went and got sushi all the time together and like, I don't know. That's just my dad and I are incredibly close. So I definitely agree with that, that especially because I, my mom, her, she is very, very immune compromised. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, I couldn't see either of them. So definitely the Buffalo was like a protective, like 
I got you like don't worry like I'm here like I am guiding you I'm protecting like protecting you like your dad totally yeah almost like a third parent yeah totally Mm -hmm. I would agree with that yeah Um, I love that I feel like the name of this episode is going to be called Buffalo Spirit sure yeah (laughs) I also really want to talk about too not to like shift gears too fast but like I want to talk about too like how is it being like chronically ill in the spiritual community because I feel like you get kind of some shit for it sometimes yeah so I I always tread very lightly when I tell people I have things because it's though I've had some psychics be like oh it's not actually that's not your real diagnosis Um, it's actually, you're just feeling everyone's pain. And it's like, no, (laughs) like, like, I, I'm sorry. I still have medicine here. Like, like there's still science here. We're still applying science. Like you can see it like, like, no. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always really watch myself when I tell certain, like, I know now I definitely know like when I can feel when I can tell someone or not, Mm -hmm. but before I, I, I'm totally an overshare and I'll just be like oh I have this and someone will just be like you know what you should do it's like just shut up just stop like this this is unsolicited advice thank you Mm -hmm. Um, so for people out there listening to this that are also chronically ill like or or oh um, no 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 no. people out there listening that aren't chronically ill what would you tell them to like if they were talking to somebody who was chronically ill from not chronically ill to chronically ill what would you say what's your advice for them I would say just be very aware of how you speak like if you and if you mean well that's great like your intention is usually seen however so like personally I hate when people are like oh my god I'm so sorry you have that it's like I don't want your sympathy mm-hmm. I like this is just who I am like I don't mm-hmm. No, not everyone I know who has chronic illness agrees with that so mm-hmm. just be aware of like like ask like just ask your friend like if they have a thing like just be like how do you want me to handle this with you how do you want me to comfort you when these things are do you want me to hold space do you want me to recommend like how do you want me to proceed because like I've had to teach so many of my friends and me and my partner like how to handle that because I like I, I get very I used to get very angry mm-hmm. very very angry when people would like say certain things and like I had a hard time seeing their intention because my emotion was loud enough and now I can usually be like thank you and also this is usually how you should approach these things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so now you're more neutral about it whereas before you would get yeah. really angry and pissed off oh yeah teenage leo was a nightmare that's okay we all were it's all right <laughs> <laughs> it's okay especially as sensitive empathics um yeah. psychics and all those words um yeah you know I really feel like that was super super helpful for people in the community that are listening to this and are like you know I don't know how to like address that and I think what I took from that is be fucking normal don't be a yeah. fucking weirdo about it you know no, just ask like just be like cool like like, like if your friend broke their leg, would you be like, Hey, how do you want me to help you? Like, do you want me to hold this? Do you want me to carry this? Like, like same kind of thing. It's just mine lasts all the time. Right. It's the same situation. Like you just have to be gentle just and, and ask. And then be aware. Also, I took that from you. Totally. Just totally just be mindful of what you say. And I know too, that you just had COVID also. I did. And I know because I follow you on IG, you were getting, I feel like you were getting super heated because of the spiritual community and COVID. What are your thoughts? Like, tell us, don't hold back. Be fucking authentic. Totally. So I, part of the reason why I was posting is I know a lot of people who are just like, it's fine if I don't do X, Y, or Z like, I don't get vaccinated. I don't do this. Like those people who are going to die from COVID, like they don't matter. It's like, dude, I'm one of those people that's high risk. My mom is one of those people that's high risk. Like you're telling me that I don't matter. And that's really hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I, I had four vaccinations. I still got COVID and I was in the ER three separate times for low oxygen 
um, and just low like vital signs. Um, I was sleeping like 16 to 18 hours every day. Um, I, I was, and I was coughing up things that you, you should not cough up such mm-hmm. as blood. Like it was, it was really, really rough. I'm still like, I definitely am recovered, but I still have just like severe fatigue. Like I am so sleepy, but that's also like just general normal things. I, I, like, I'm always tired. Like mm-hmm. I'm always tired. Like it's mm-hmm. just my natural state. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I was posting a lot because like I have family that definitely doesn't recognize like the high risk thing mm-hmm. and what do you mean um so don't just, tap dance around it say it they're just very uh like trump supporters okay yes 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 yes, yes. let's say yeah. it for what it is let's call it yeah they're, they're 100 percent trump supporters and it's like you guys need to fucking see like the media feeds you lies right like right. I'm trying to be myself on like, like, like I post, if you look on my Instagram, I have a whole story, like highlight or whatever of like all about just like my arthritis stuff. Like if you look on there, you can see it. And it's just, it's ridiculous to me how like certain people I know will be like, well, you're fine. You look fine. It's like, bro, I am in head to toe pain every day. Of course you think I'm fine. I can mask it so well. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you can't like, you just like, if you, if someone, a quote unquote normal person were to experience the pain I experience every day, they would be, they would think they would need to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Like they would be very scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I just, I don't think people understand that big piece of it is like dude I my regular like my baseline is um is like a five on the pain scale which if you're not familiar with the pain scale it's you usually go to the doctor uh, zero is no pain 10 is the worst pain you've ever experienced in your life Mm -hmm. and um and I usually my baseline is usually a five like in and that's in shoulders knees hands toes fingers like everything so most times you are feeling at least 50% pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's just regular. Like, and I've had, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel like people don't understand that at all. Cause no, not at all to that. And then on top of that, I hear you saying too, like, you know, it's really disheartening and invalidating when mm-hmm. people say oh the vaccine uh, the vaccine is bullshit or no like you know covid's bullshit or it's not real or whatever or you know yeah. even even taking it a little bit farther and saying oh you know when well, you look fine you know it doesn't seem like you're in pain you know it's all really yeah. invalidating and gaslighting to the 100%. experiences that you're having Oh, totally. And I've even had doctors be like, oh, you're fine. Like, that's a bad yeah. look, man. Yeah, that's a oh. bad look. There's there. I'm very weary of getting new doctors. I hate getting new doctors for that reason, because it's like, what, which way are they going to lean? Mm-hmm. You know, are I you feel gonna... I, I don't have chronic illness, but I feel that way as like a bigger plus size woman where oh, it totally happens like to... weird yeah. shit about the weight and like, oh, like weird fucking questions that are inappropriate. I'm actually really afraid of doctors. So the fact that you're mm-hmm. like, I am seeing doctors and I have to be weary and advocate for myself also I feel like is huge what you were gonna say too yes yeah yeah like that also I and and, you know I know a lot of people too that are in the spiritual community that are afraid of doctors like it's a real life fear totally and I understand why the thing is you just have to be stronger than them like I had at 13 I had a pain I went to see a new pain specialist and this doctor was like you're too skinny you're anorexic I'm gonna send you to the eating disorder clinic and I was I started sobbing and my mom and I I was it my it was my mom and dad and I we were all in there and I was like we're like I'm done I don't want you're not my doctor and you're allowed to say that you're allowed to be like no you're not the right fit for me bye mm-hmm. like you're paying them mm-hmm. like 
-hmm. you don't have to be true. Like I have one, the current doctor I have now, I don't like her because she won't listen to me about one of my, like I have a little thyroid also. Um, and I want her to test my thyroid. And I was just like, please, can you order this? And she's like, no, I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I got another doctor. We might have to fire you late, like lady. Yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get someone else to do it. If you're not going to do your job and find someone else who will. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of like, I feel like so many people don't understand with like, especially people who are newly diagnosed with things is you don't have to put up with the doctors who make you feel uncomfortable. Like, fuck them. It's your doctor. You're paying for them. You have to get along with them. Right. Like it's literally an interview process in the first time you see a doctor like mm, it's right. almost like finding a therapist you have to interview 100 percent, mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. it's like finding a therapist it's like finding it's literally like finding anyone who helps you like a mm-hmm. nutrition any anything that mm-hmm. is going to be like a team for you like mm-hmm. you have to like them I love that you said that honestly that was so expansive for me even to hear because you know every time I go to the doctors I'll definitely have high blood pressure and it'll be like I'm running like you you can see it like I'm physically sweating as soon as they get tough on and then they know exactly yep yeah they'll pull the shit of well your high blood pressure is really bad and they'll take it like three and four times they'll get the bigger cuff and the the, 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 and then they always try to say something about well we're really concerned about your high blood pressure and I'm like I don't think it's high blood pressure I think I'm fucking scared to be here and as soon as I see y'all and you put the fucking thing on me I'm done I'm running I'm running you know your body is like I panic get out survive like Mm -hmm. the survival kicks in I totally know what you mean it took me a long time to uh, like I still have that problem mm-hmm. and like even when I go to the doctor now I'll be like it'll be weird because I'm anxious right now like I always tell them before me they too. start they don't believe yeah, me they... all the time mm-hmm. no because you don't look anxious it's like dude if I'm anxious all the time I can mask that too <laughs> like mm-hmm. I literally will tell them like I'm a healer and I'm meditating right now and it's not working yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, I love that you said that too. I feel like this episode is really like expansive for people who don't really have, like who struggle with doctors. You know, I know, you know, what's the thing about me is that I so respect the science. I so respect the science and I respect the spirituality, but I don't understand why they both can't exist together. I completely and hundred percent agree with you because they do exist together. That's the reality we live in. It's just some people are just like, no, just shut it down. Like I only use herbs. And it's like, dude, you can, if you were to use a holistic practice and treat everything as a whole, we wouldn't have this problem. Mm-hmm. Like so, I have to have so many different doctors. I have a doctor for my arthritis. I have a doctor for my heart. I have a regular doctor. I have a gynecologist because I'm a woman. Like why why do I need four different people who don't talk to each other also I have a psychiatrist like Mm -hmm. and a therapist like why do I have all these people who don't talk to each other but are supposed to be my medical team like how does that make any sense Mm -hmm. like that too and then adding the spiritual layer on top of it you know nobody's really communicating nobody's really talking and then at the same time you have like the I I always feel like there's always like a side you have to pick either you pick science or you pick spirituality and you know what I don't I I want to pick both you know why can't we why can't we believe in COVID and vaccines but then also believe that there's also you know a like maybe a demonic entity attached to COVID or something you know like whatever you know or, or believe in both yeah you know yeah. like why can't we believe in both because I don't think that science exists without spirituality and spirituality doesn't exist without science totally yeah I completely 100% agree because like okay here's a good example is like how now there's like the space force and how NASA is actually looking at UFOs and acknowledges UFOs if you were to tell people like 30 years ago they would be like nah that's just all conspiracy but now there's like no the FBI literally like they acknowledge these things now like what if in like another 30 years they're like so COVID like I don't know if I believe this I'm just bullshitting at this point but like COVID was um 
like a spiritual thing and it was also a virus because it was it was just like a cleanse or something like that right I don't like whatever yeah just I don't know but like for all we know like that'll come out in 30 years like you never know what will happen later right you can't predict these things you just have to be like okay like trust what you trust and like if you don't trust vaccines like have fun I guess (laughs) like enjoy your illnesses yeah yeah and you know I think that I get I get why some people don't get the COVID vaccine but then at the other hand I'm like we need you to you know we need you to, you know, and yeah. it's not because either or is wrong or right. Obviously, I know some people can't get the vaccine because of their. I have illnesses. a friend. Of, yeah, I have a friend like, of mine. She's got. I'm um, not here shaming them. I'm not yeah. here to shame anybody. No, not, I not do find a huge disconnect between um, spiritual people not believing in science and then science people not believing in spirituality. And I feel totally. like the future really is both. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, like, my mom is very spiritual. She and I both are into, like, the witchy stuff. My dad is 110% a scientist. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's a computer scientist. Like, you, what you see is what you believe. Like, all of that stuff. And, like, he... I was, like, go off on rants about, like, how, oh, great-grandma is visiting me. Like, I've had, like... And he'll be like, what? Like... Mm-hmm. Or how I believe in, or how I believe in souls, and he he will literally describe the same thing that I just said, but it's still not the same. Like I believe in souls that, like they, you know, karma, like like the energy doesn't die; you die, and your energy goes elsewhere. And my dad will say something similar, but it's much more like, well, it just gets dispersed into different pieces. So like. Uh, like one of our dogs his name was dingo he's in me he's in you he's in all these other things and it's like yeah we're saying the same thing right right that's essentially what's happening is we're all saying the same shit but we don't want to we want to put our blinders on and be like no that's bad or whatever you know and I'm like I'm not gonna be either of that because a I'm human first number one healer second number one number two I believe in both what about both you know yeah I'm glad we talked about that because that was like really pissing me off honestly (laughs) and I could feel it in your COVID post yeah 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 I could I could feel it I was like oh she's got to talk about this so I want to change gears a little bit too and I want to know what it was like for you to be an intuitive empathic sensitive as a child tell us about the dark uh I was terrified I've always been terrified of the dark I've always been able to tell um like I have always been nocturnal like I if I had my way I would sleep during the day and be up at night I would be like during COVID like peak pandemic I literally would wake up at 6 p.m and go to bed at 6 a.m like I the sun went Kate went down I woke up like I am I am one with the moon like and I I simultaneously hate the nighttime and love it at the same time because I get very scared very easily. I'll convince myself like, well, there's a ghost over there. There's a spirit or something fucking is weird is happening in this house. Uh Or like I have so many stories of seeing things, Um, but I also love it because it's so serene and it's so quiet and everyone, I don't, I can hear myself and it's like, everyone else is too loud and too busy during the day it's just like come on like Uh uh so I feel the same way I've always been terrified of the dark same I was that kid that had to have a nightlight oh and if I didn't it was like the end of the fucking world and I would always like go get my mom in the middle of the night because I'd be like terrified yep Mm -hmm. and it was just like weird random anxiety that you were like no I'm just convinced that this I also was afraid of my um, like dreams at night. Like mm-hmm. I had very vivid, very s- surreal dreams. I still do. I still really, really do. Um, and there will be times like even now where I'm like, you know, I'm a fucking adult and I wake up and I'll be like, oh, I need my boyfriend. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Like, like I will have some crazy dreams where I'm like, dude, I wasn't sleeping. I was in another place. Yeah. Like, traveling. All the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And like, I... I have a lot of like protective taluses around my house like my my the energy in my house is very specific because I'm very very specific about nighttime and Mm -hmm. 
like when I stay at other people's houses or hotels or Airbnbs, it's always like, uh, like I get just uh, like weird like energy cleansed. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was always scared of the dark too. I was always visited in the dark too, because that's when the veil is thin. So if you're also listening to this and you were a child and or an adult, that's still scared of the dark. Same. Um, I still yeah. don't like the dark. I also, what were we talking about earlier that we both did? Oh, I wanted to ask you, are you a sleepwalker? Yeah. I'm not okay um, I, I was I am, that's interesting though mm-hmm. yeah I know of quite a few people who are though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it goes along have, with the traveling yeah I also have friends who have uh, narcolepsy who mm-hmm. see the um my best the, friend is yeah mine, mine too <laughs> <laughs> that's um, hilarious like I know quite a few people who like they like I like when she was first diagnosed I was like dude that makes so much sense like also why we're best friends because we both just like to chill and sit down mm-hmm. and and she's like yeah dude like I was like do you see like the sleep paralysis people like I don't know like there's like this whole thing about shadow people that you see when you go into sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and I'm both deathly terrified of this happening and also super fascinated by it Mm because it's it's such a like it's a like a known phenomena with narcolepsy which I find it fascinating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well shadow people exist around us all the time I always say for shadow people um they're usually around when there's a lot of negativity or bad energy brewing in the house I actually grew up with shadow people in my house that would be scary. Um, I always knew I was going through a hard time too when the shadow people were around, especially with my mental health. Um, yeah. and they just they don't do anything for anybody listening. They don't really do anything, but they watch you and they creep you the fuck out. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's oh. creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if the uh, if the um if you grew up in a house that had a portal in it, that's another place for shadow people to just brew. Um, and they're yeah. shadow people you don't know. So they're not people that are like related to you. They're no ancestor guides. They're none of that. They're just like they're just, weird. Just extra. shadow people. Yeah, yeah. They're just things that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say portals because one of my friends, I was like, she was, I was talking about mirrors and she was like, I was like, yeah, did you know mirrors are portals? And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, you have to close them. Like that was one of the first things that I learned was like just all about protection was the first thing I like all learned about. And I remember being like, holy shit. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Another thing too, that people don't know is that Ouija boards also open up portals. And I, me and my sister played with Ouija boards. I'm pretty sure on like, I'm terrified of lands. Yeah. Nobody taught us, nobody knew about this shit to talk about it with us though. Like, you know, I literally, this girl I went camping with this past weekend, she was like, yeah, I use a Ouija board for scrying. I was like, you shouldn't. And she was like, no, you just, you just put, you you set boundaries. I was like, no, you shouldn't use them at all. No, it's not even about boundaries. It's just the energy that it opens you up to, you know, like you don't know, it's not safe, you know? Yeah. And if you're in a really like wonky energy already, that's vulnerable. If you play a Ouija board in a house that with wonky energy or there's already negativity brewing, there's a portal. And then, and then you have a slug in your basement, like how that's what happened to me. And I had to have somebody come through and get rid of said slug. You know, funny, I have to tell the story. I have to, I used to like be so scared of my basement growing up because of said slug in the basement. And I was in my basement too. I would run the fuck up the stairs so fucking fast because I was terrified and it felt like somebody was chasing me. I have the same exact story, but I don't know what was in that house. There was the house I grew up in. I don't know what the deal is with that house. Mm-hmm. I I have no connections to that house. I never liked that house. Mm-hmm. Like I and I always saw stuff and it was always near the stairs. Mm-hmm. I was always it was always the stairs. Like um I had a cousin who passed away when I was 13. And I remember that I before I was even told he passed away, he was standing at the edge of the stairs and he waves at me and walks down the stairs. And I was just like, oh, he's gone. He died. And then five, like not even two minutes later, my mom was like, we have to go to the, go to the funeral. Like we have to get on a plane. Like, yeah. Same. 
Yeah. The connection. And even before he died, like I knew that he was going to be the first funeral I went to. Like it was like three or four months before he passed. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, yeah, he's diagnosed with cancer. And I went, he's going to be the first funeral I go to. And my mom was like, we don't know that fucking four three four months later I was like no I I knew that yeah you always how know. I knew that I just knew it well you know when the connection is deep you know a lot of stuff you know yeah. that's something that they don't ready us for you know and I'm sure a lot of people also listening to this are also going to be like yeah me too you know yeah but I just like wanted to end out here by saying so you have chronic illness we are connected spiritually how do you take care of yourself for somebody who's listening also with chronic illness like what what do you think you would want to say to them I so what works for me is not gonna work for everyone first of all like you have to love that you said that (laughs) but um I personally found it when I started meditating things started to fall into place meditation was where I like really, really found myself. I literally didn't start with anything crazy. I started with the Headspace app. I just started with breath work, like just, just breathing, counting your breaths. Like it doesn't have to be anything crazy. And I slowly worked into different things like YouTube meditations, um, like the witch classes I did, we did things like that. And then now as I'm been doing it for so long, I can just do it without like using any tool like sometimes I'll feel called to use something but like I can like with the buffalo I literally will just focus on the buffalo and then the rest will follow love that um and like what I mean by that is like the buffalo will come and I will observe him taking me somewhere and then once I get there I just listen I'm not trying to control anything I'm just listening I'm just trying to hear what he has to say I'm not listening with my body I'm listening with my ears like for me I'm everything comes through verbally um I don't really like I see pictures kind of but it's I'm not as visual I'm very much a verbal person I like stories writing all that stuff like I said before like it comes through that way Mm -hmm. um journaling is really helpful to me um reading my own tarot cards I didn't I don't actually like to read other people unless I know them very very well because Mm -hmm. First of all, most people I know who I retail for aren't ready to hear the message. So I just don't like to be the person because they usually get mad at me. Mm-hmm. I have lost a few friends because I've been like, mm, you're doing this. The universe doesn't like this. And they were like, you're being a bitch. And I'm like, no. okay. <laughs> okay. Luck. Yeah. Like, um, That's like a good like rule of thumb for anything though, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, like, if you aren't ready to hear it, you'll be the problem. Yeah. And I that's something I've had to very much learn is like just watch, like just like, first of all, tell the other like my best friend, I just read her cards. I was like, are you willing to like if if this is a message that you're not willing to hear, are you willing to hear it? Like because if you're not ready, like that's okay. Yeah. Like you have to feel called to this. And she's like, no, I really do. And like, and then I was like, okay, well, if you feel comfortable, then yes. Like that's the only time I will do it is like, if they feel comfortable, if they really feel ready, sure. Yeah. I'll fucking read your cards. But like very rarely does do I, because like most people know, know what they need. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So true. I read my own cards and then that's like always like very, just like, mind-blowing like it's always just like your cards are slapping you in the fucking face Mm -hmm. they're always like god damn it leah like why are you doing this and it's always like oh okay (laughs) oh okay i'll be better sorry yeah literally (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry yeah Mm -hmm. so Um, how do you take care of your physical body i love the water (gasps) i love baths and hot springs and anything in the water uh pools I've always loved just being in the water it's very healing for me we have a river behind the house I just like if we go on a walk like I'll just just stick my hands in there for a couple minutes like it's just you know like it's just the water any form of water drinking a lot more water is a big one Mm -hmm. um when I started hydrating better I felt more connected um I like oh and then something I do that i really swear by especially for my mental health is when I do take a shower and I take a bath um when I use soap I use and like scrub my body I say affirmations like body affirmations because I'm always like I don't 
I don't trust my body very much. So I'm trying to build that. And by building that, I, I'm, so when I, I like rub soap, I'll be like, I love my body. I love myself. I, my body is protected. My body protects me. My body loves me. Like that's, and I, I do that as I rub my body and it's like, okay, blood's moving. Like everything's working. And then when I washed my hair, when I, cause my hair is super curly. Um, when I get the knots out, I picture myself removing the, my mom always has said this phrase of like, get that out of your head, get that out of your hair. You don't need it in there. And I will picture like getting the knots out of like getting those, like those thoughts that I don't need. The things that don't serve me, get it out of my hair. Like I have really long, crazy thick hair. And, (laughs) and when I comb through it, it's like, okay, I just started thinking about like, okay, these knots are, do not serve me. Like I, whatever thoughts that were collected in here, these do not serve me, like get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And I always feel better afterwards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like physically and mentally. Um, I swear by bath salts with like stuff mixed in like I'm a big lavender person fucking love lavender (laughs) Um, but like I I've had so many different like bath salts that like like one of my friends my old professor the one who she makes uh baths like bath stuff like she or well they used to I guess um I don't know if they still do I should ask um but like they used to do like oils and um like different herbs and stuff like like just different bath products or just like that's like even even showering like either mm-hmm. like just the water in general is super super mm-hmm. healing in my opinion I totally um, agree uh what else I love that you said these things though because they're like helpful and like they're little things that you can do for yourself now yeah like it's just basic things um I'm a firm believer in the heating blankets and heating pads and ice packs um like oh and weighted blankets mm-hmm. I love my weighted blanket that helps me sleep so much more feel so much more safe like I'm always like especially because like we were talking about at night get the my mom and I call it getting the heebie-jeebies we just like freak ourselves out mm-hmm. and uh, the weighted blanket really helps with that um mm-hmm. also chronic illness or not just knowing like doing body scans um so like noticing where you're tense especially when you're trying to fall asleep if you struggle with falling asleep noticing where you're tense tight and like just actively trying to loosen that up and usually once you loosen it up you will fall asleep mm-hmm. not like it's not true for everyone like sometimes it's you really it's really hard to do yeah. but like it's it does help um I think the biggest thing I'm taking away from you too is awareness being aware yeah. Yeah. Knowing what, just listening to your body, Mm -hmm. uh, just literally listening to what it has to say, just take a second and listen. Like I am a firm believer that pain is, there's a podcast, the ologies podcast. Um, there's an episode she has on pain, which is fascinating. Um, I highly recommend anyone who has pain to listen to it or people who, you know, have pain to listen to it. Cause it's really, really interesting. Um, but pain is physical and mental and like there's a it just like science and spirituality aren't connected mental and physical aren't connected 1, and you can connect the two like most people with chronic pain end up in therapy and they don't understand why I didn't understand why I was in therapy as a kid um and it's usually because you have to train yourself. Like I'm really good at breath work. I have been since I was a kid because I was did biofeedback for pain relief since I was like eight. Um, so just like things like that of just like list really listen to what your pain is telling you. If is it telling you to stop? Is it telling you that something bad is going to happen? Like why does it have that message? And sometimes that message isn't true. Mm-hmm. Your body, like sometimes your body is like mine lies to me a lot like and you and like my like my physical pain used to tell me like you can't you can't do that you can't get out of bed you can't do this you can't walk you can't and I was like 10 when I figured out no it's gonna hurt either way I'm just gonna walk that's Mm. what I told my mom and I just was I just was like fuck this wheelchair like I'm gonna walk and never been in a wheelchair since I've used had to use like crutches a few times but like I literally was just like I it's gonna hurt either way that's impressive honestly it's actually kind of common um 
I have a one of my good friends. She has almost she has similar illnesses as I do, and she has a similar story of being in a wheelchair. And then it was like, fuck. Either way, I'm gonna be in pain. Like, and I was ten when I realized this. So like, you have to understand. Like, I've been dealing with these things since I was like I, almost 20 years now like right it's not something you're gonna learn and teach yourself overnight it takes time it takes effort and it's going to be hard like mm-hmm. it's not some just like switch that flips right right I love that you said this we needed this medicine Leah and I feel yeah. like you know, even when you become a healer um it's not if it's when um yeah when you do I feel like you're gonna give back so much to the people that have chronic illness I would agree with that because that's definitely like the people I'm drawn to um I've always wanted to like work with arthritis foundation and things like that because like that's who helped me as a kid like I've always been drawn to that like I used to go to arthritis camp and like um that was like the greatest time ever like wow I didn't even yeah, know that was, it was arthritis camp. Like, wow. Yeah, there is it, that they, um, it's the arthritis foundation does a lot of really cool things. They did it virtually uh, during COVID and I did volunteer for it. I was supposed to be a camp counselor this year. Um, but because of the heart condition that just started, I ended up having to bail unfortunately, but Aww. I'll be able to next year. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a yearly summer camp. Like it's really fun. Like it's like kids, I want to say like ages eight to like 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's always like outside like stuff, but it's always like like horseback riding. Mm-hmm. You go to the pool every you go to the pool every morning. So like everyone's friends are like happy and warm and like it's it's always fun. It's I have a lot of good memories from there. This I love yeah. hearing about this too because you know it's not a lot of things that you hear about you know oh, yeah. and that's yeah. why I created this oh, podcast was to get real people's stories and share it. So where can we find you if we want to follow you or like talk to you? Um, my mainly my Instagram. My Instagram handle is Leah is Magic AF. Um, and I, that's just, that's just that I don't have Twitter or any of the that's other fine. things because like I I just. I'm just an Instagram person. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. That's yeah. probably why we connected on IG. I love that. Yeah, probably. I love that you were here today and I love that you're sharing your wisdom, your truth. And we really needed it today, Leah. I have one more thing to add. I just what? can't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, gratitude. One of the biggest things that helped me was this guy who I'm convinced is like just Gandalf in a different body um his name he was just like straight up a wizard uh-huh. um he told me that magic starts but uh, especially when you just start saying thank you oh. and I that has resonated in my head for the longest time um I am a firm believer if I say thank you to myself if I say thank you to others if I am polite and have manners it will go much longer way than especially to myself I will go a much longer way than being mean so Mm. Uh uh-huh yes yes thank you for having me and thank you for letting me be a part of this I'm so happy I was able to me too I'm so grateful exchanging that gratitude that you are here and that you were able to share with us like I so I so appreciate that and I think this is the stuff that people need to hear you know I totally agree yeah thank you again yeah listen for everybody listening go follow Leah and then also we'll be back next week with another episode I hope you guys all have a good ass day and that you are leading love life with love um and we will see you guys next week thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of It's Called Being Fucking Authentic with Layla. If you ever want to connect with me online, you can find me at Layla the Healer on Instagram and TikTok. And if you ever want to connect with me or book a healing session, just DM me. I'd love to hear from you.